0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR on News Talk. Now the time is eight minutes past seven. As we mentioned there, a deal has been struck at last between the EU and the UK officials on the Northern Ireland Protocol. And Alex Kane, newspaper columnist and political commentator, joins us now on this. Um, Alex, your reaction to the Windsor framework deal, how palatable is it?
1: Well, I, I think it, it, the first thing to remember is that it is a deal that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as early as January this year, there was a feeling that it was all going to collapse around everyone's ears because the EU and UK wouldn't be able to reach the finishing line. But what we've seen, and I think it's important, because it's psychologically important, politically important, the relationship between... Um, Van Leiden and Rishi uh, Sunak is a brilliantly good relationship. They, their chemistry has helped to move it to the point we're in. So, this is a much safer deal than the withdrawal agreement with Boris Johnson and the previous withdrawal agreement with Theresa May. That's why it's important and that's why it raises problems for unionism here because we now have a deal which will fly through the Commons. It's going to be a very minor Tory rebellion. But if, need, if it needs, if Keir Starmer, what? Or sorry, if Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, is given the chance to vote, he will vote for it. It looks like the Liberal Democrats, and Scottish Nationalists, this deal will get a massive majority uh, from the House of Commons. British sovereignty, red and tooth and claw, and again, that's another problem for the Unionists because there are things in it they don't like. Yeah, but if and they uh, reject this. <laughs> where do they go? Well,
0: this is this is the key question, isn't it? Is if it does get a massive amount of support in the House of Commons. That puts enormous pressure on the DUP. Now, now, no better men for saying no to things that they don't like. But, but, but if you could <laughs> look into the future, what do you think is going to happen? How is this going to play out?
1: I think, and this is instinct at this point, because I haven't had a chance to talk to all the key players I'd like to talk to at the minute, my instinct is that the, um, even if, if Jeffrey Donaldson's DUP comes under pressure from some of the, the fringes and harder elements of unionism, I think the instincts of the DUP will be to take this deal over the line because the consequences of not taking it over means there will be no assembly. And what that means, I think it's important for your listeners to understand why this matters. If there is no assembly and if the DUP is friendless in Westminster with a massive majority of people backing a deal that a Prime Minister is taking huge risks for, It will have no voice it will have no influence the one place it can still have some influence it can still have a chance to get its message across still play some significant roles is in the northern ireland assembly so i think The DUP will take its time. Rishi Sunak made a very clear point yesterday of giving them time. He said, I'm not going to rush people. We have time. Let's work this through. I think the DUP will, in a matter of the next maybe week to 10 days, I think it will begin a campaign of trying to persuade people that in the two options, one, which is direct rule, which does no favours to unionism and never has done favours to unionism, and at least having a voice at their own assembly in their own community, I think he would say that's that's the only choice we have. Now. There's how, no going back to the European Union.
0: Alex, how challenging is that going to be for the DUP to sell this, I suppose, to their own electorate? Because they have they have drawn red lines on this. They have a set of seven tests. They have taken a very strong stand. Now, obviously, there's a long lead into the next election in the north, and probably deliberately so. But but. Is it going to be a hard sell for them to, to to bring people with them on this? There are, you know, some pragmatic unionists. People might say Jeffrey Donaldson is one, but but there are some very very hardline unionists as well. And, and they, they have always managed the 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 the, poles, the the polar the polar extremes in the north have often managed to outflank the moderates.
1: Yes, I think I think just one other point worth mentioning. The next election is the seventeenth of May. It's the local government elections, which is where some of the fringes do quite well. So that will be that will be playing in Jeffrey Donaldson's mm. mind. But I think I think it's again he comes down to the point of, if they, if they are going to sell this, the third, what Donaldson has of the thirty-seven Unionist MLAs in in the assembly. My reckoning, my reckoning is that Donaldson, with the help of the UUP, the moderate wing of of, you know, David Trimble's yeah. unionism, if you like. He could he could muster probably 32 of those 37. If he can get that across the line, the Assembly is rebooted. But can he do it in the mouth of an election a matter of And, and there's away? two
0: things going on. One, one is he's trying to sell this Windsor framework to, to, to unionists, but also then, the, supposing we do see the Assembly back up and running, is he also going to be accepting the role of Deputy, you know, First Minister? Is that blow upon blow, insult to injury?
1: Well I I think that that would be the injury one because I think uh, a lot of nationalists have said, look, this is, I think some of them, would, they wouldn't maybe say so publicly, but Sinn Féin and the SDLP had, I think, been surprised that the European Union moved so much and that the Rishi Sunak was able to get it, this across the line. What would really anger them? And in fact, it's worth looking at that because people just assume that Sinn Féin and the SDLP and the alliance party will all fall into line if the DUP say yes. But if the DUP then start kicking up about, oh, well, we might have to have an assembly election, you know, to just to ratify this, that will be interpreted by Sinn Féin and all of nationalism as just a chance to get rid of a Sinn Féin first minister just for Geoffrey Donaldson the chances are to see if he could become they would be angry with that. I think what they will be looking to the unionism to do is say look you've got what you want in the protocol you're willing to sell it don't start asking for an election okay. because only purpose is to get rid of Michelle O'Neill. because that I think are uh, you in a situation there quite and I wouldn't put it past any of them I think in a situation with Sinn Féin they said no we're not playing ball with this election you, you cannot just you know keep office for a year and a half, and then say, "Oh, what we want an election for our own entire okay. end." So I think it's going to be much more difficult in some you know, at that point than I think uh, Look, I would like it to be at this point.
0: Thank you for those insights. We do appreciate them. That is Alex Kane, their newspaper columnist and political commentator.
1: Yeah, I think the DUP will jump. That's my that's my uh, guess on I having chatted so. to people yesterday. In a
0: way, the E or G is very interesting because if they challenge this and Rishi Sunak faces them down and does well he actually weakens them and that might yeah. be something that he might want them to do So uh, I
1: think when the likes of Steve Baker and the UK are coming out in favour I, yeah. I don't think there's going to be an issue on that side of the RSC and I think I think, I don't know but I think the DUP will jump uh, right. and, and go for Goes this It to
0: show you that, that Johnson was the wrong PM all along I mean, not, yeah. that, not that anyone thought otherwise very possibly
1: No, absolutely